This is the Shape America podcast, hosted by Colin Brooks and Matt Pomeroy, making 50 million strong by 2029. to another episode of the Shape America podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Colin Brooks, alongside Stephanie Sandino and Matt Pomeroy. Today's episode is Recess Part 2. I'm going to bring you back into a conversation that Stephanie recently had an opportunity to be a part, and the topic is recess, and she just has an opportunity to sit down here and talk to two experts within our field on the subject of recess. These experts include Michelle Carter from Shape America and Shannon Michael from the CDC. All right, everyone, enjoy the latest episode of the Shape America podcast. So this is going to be kind of like a two-part answer, possibly just because it could be kind of a light, quick, um, short-fired answer. So ideally, how many minutes of recess should students receive daily? I know there's you know a set number that's kind of known throughout the United States. Could it be more? You know, just kind of like an ideally thing. What do you you guys think it should be? This is is an extremely important topic that you, um, that you're um, bringing up because I've had a lot of people contact me on this. Um, um, So I I actually pulled the number. So I went to our national um, data. This is our school health, our um, school health uh, policies and profile study. It's called SHIPS. And I looked at what the average number of minutes a a week is spent in, um, I mean, average number of minutes per day is spent on recess. And it's about 27 minutes. So 27 minutes. um, um, And and again, this is at the elementary school level. Um, What we have in our documents, it says, um, at least 20 minutes, one, at least 20 minutes a day, once, once, once a day, um, where, um, we've been having a lot of conversation around this, looking back at the evidence that's out there. And we're trying, what we want to avoid is people, um, or let me say this, what we want to avoid is folks saying, okay, we're going to offer 20 minutes of, of recess a day. Um, and that's, and we've met the national recommendation. Um, and what we want to say is we want you to think about what type, how much physical activity the students in the school are given or are actually getting. Um, the national recommendation is 60 minutes or more of physical activity, um, each and every day. And we hope that school, that kids get most of that activity during school. So let's say that a student um, does not get physical education. They get one, you know, one, one recess for 20 minutes and that, and then they don't get anything else for the rest of the day. They get only 20 minutes of, um, physical activity. Is that enough? No, you know, no. But, um, so I think it's not a easy answer. I think schools need to be really thoughtful about how much physical activity they the children in that school are getting and what's, what type of programs are offered to them. 
during and I mean throughout the day, each and every day, um, and then and really make an, a thoughtful decision about how much time they're going to give to recess. Awesome. Well, well, I'm I'm probably gonna let's throw out the the second question here, like kind of the part B um, for Michelle. So, um, so how do we go about? implementing recess programs in our schools. So we have, you know, this kind of idea of how many minutes we want to have in a school day. So how do we actually get this recess program rolled out into our schools? Well, we have these um, great resources (laughs) on the Shape America (laughs) website that you could start there, especially if you don't have a recess program. uh, you may have recess, but maybe you're just trying to tighten it up and make it more effective or you're trying to get more recess a day or whatever your reason, you just want to do more around recess. We have um, a, a few different resources that you can find on our website. So the first one that you may have heard us talking about strategies, um, that document is called Strategies for Recess in Schools. And these are 19 evidence-based strategies for planning and providing recess. So that's a great place to start. Um, The second resource would be resource planning in schools, and this is a guide to putting strategies for recess into practice, and this helps you develop the actual written plan. So the first document just goes over the the, um, 19 strategies that you can implement, and you go through that, and then the next one, this is going to help you write the guide, or what kind of questions you should be asking, um, who to talk to, those sort of things. And then to complement that, there is a template, which looks very similar Um, to the recess planning in schools, but this time you can customize it. So you can actually type in it and answer the questions and go through the whole thing, almost like a worksheet. And then by the time you're finished with that, you can print it out and you should have pretty much a written plan that you can use um, there. And these are all on our, um, if you go to our shapeamerica.org website under um, resources and publications, if you just click that on our toolbar, you'll see that there is a, um, a, like a micro site you can click on that'll take you to these resources around recess. And there's um, an infographic that you can print out that talks about reasons for recess and a couple other infographics that talk about the impact um, that recess has on students too. It was great to work with Shape. So CDC and Shape America worked together collaboratively and were able to um, co-brand these, these documents and get behind a national um, um, stance around uh, recess. Yeah, and that infographic and all of the resources in that kit are really awesome in case you have to pitch some of this, these ideas and um, this recess program to your district. If they're not buying in, they're really great resources to, you know, go up in front of a school board and present your case to you know, increase those minutes or make recess valuable in your school. So I highly, highly, highly recommend that. And I mean, it's awesome that you all provided that um, on the Shape America website. So that's that's awesome. Now, Michelle, you talked about the possible people that we can start communicating with. Do you have anybody in particular who... Um, our listeners can talk to when taking their beginning steps towards implementation. Is there anyone that they should be kind of looking for? 
Um, they could definitely contact me from Shape America, and then I can connect um, them with anyone who might have some, you know, experience actually implementing um, these strategies for advice too. So they can feel free. And um, will you have our information, our contact information? available okay so you can email me with recess if you have any further questions about next steps or if you want to talk to someone who's actually done it i can connect you with somebody too yeah and and going back to the to the resources in terms of you know um what are the first steps i think an important important question is you know who one is do you have a recess plan and if not who is also who's leading the effort around recess? Is it the principal? Is it another administrator? Is it the physical education teacher? Is it the classroom teachers? Um, or do you actually have volunteers? Or actually, does the school or school district pay for somebody to come in um, to provide recess? I think that it's to figure out, like, you know, if you're not happy with recess right now, figure out who's leading it or, or um, designing it. And then I think we have, as Michelle said, there's a whole bunch of resources, but one resource in particular is a PowerPoint presentation that lays out what should be included in a recess plan, what, um, you know, it, it actually makes the case for um, addressing recess and so in, in, doing, in doing recess well. And so I would encourage them to be able to share that res um, resource or present to, like you said, the school board or the school administrators or even the PTO, PTA, because sometimes they provide resources. So, and I mean, talking about um, the PTA or PTO, I feel like parents are your greatest ally. If you can get them on your side, they have a lot of power um, to help, you know, with your any initiatives. Yep. Yeah. And I think we we all collectively here definitely pinpointed some go to people at the local level. You know, your principals, you know, who is heading recess? That's definitely a question you should ask for or ask yourself when you're thinking about these things when, in regards to a recess program at your school or trying to improve it, um, making sure who who is heading it and that's really where to start. Um, definitely being ready and prepared with something like this toolkit um, to present to them as a, you know, like I said before, a case that way you can get this up and going and up and rolling in no time. Um, so definitely, I think we've identified those major key players that you should be looking for. Now, we talked about advocating. So how can we advocate for recess at the local or you know, at the state level? Well, one thing I do want to plug is the local school wellness policy. So I think, I think, so one of the, um, with the local school wellness policy, one of the requirements is to have physical activity goals. And so um, I would, I would also, I would see if we, if, if there's a way to make sure that recess is mentioned in the local school wellness policy. The other thing is a lot of, um, there are states that have and there's some states that have recess policy, not many. I think there's like eight states that have recess policy. Um, but a lot of, I know quite a few states that are working on recess policy. To, so to see what, what, to see what support you get there, 
because once you have the policy in place, at least you have something to, you know, what we know in terms of research is that if there's a policy at the state or local level, they're more likely to implement it at the school level. And so, um, again, that's one, that's one avenue um, is to get the backing of policy. I think that's a great point, too, um, there. Mm -hmm. And then, mm -hmm. I, as I mentioned before, I, parents, I mean, if you've been paying attention or if you've seen anything about the recess in the, in the news, it's the parents that have really been pushing. Um, you see a lot of them, um, recess moms or that are really advocating and for more recess uh, minutes. I know here locally in Virginia, I was invited to come to um, a county school board meeting to help advocate for um, more recess. And just recently, um, there was a bill that was passed to include more minutes um, mm -hmm. for recess. One note I do want to stress too, if you're gonna work with parents, you probably should educate them on how they should be um, advocating. I think people get hung up on the recess but sometimes it can be tricky, and, I, and I've actually heard this from one of our Virginia, um, you know, policymakers at the state level that, oh, well, we doesn't sound like we need more PE. We need more recess. We need more physical activity. So you have to be clear in your messaging that it's more recess in addition to PE. We don't want to get more minutes in recess so that people start cutting to accommodate those minutes that you cut from physical education. So yeah. you really want to make sure that you're saying that this is in addition to physical activity, I mean, physical education class. Um, so I really wanna make stress that point too, if you're gonna work with parents to just kind of help them with key messaging and pointing them to our recess, uh, resources too, like Shannon mentioned, that there's a PowerPoint slide, even on the um, Shape America uh, advocacy section of our, our page, there's even just great facts on physical education and. Um, physical activity that can help make your case in addition to the recess. Um, and I know a lot of parents, speaking of parents, one thing that they um, they see quite a bit is um, t are teachers with withholding recess um, oh, yes. from their child from their child. And that's a mm -hmm. that's a that's another piece. Um, mm -hmm. And I know we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but mm -hmm. we really want to we really want to stress that taking away recess from students actually is not beneficial and actually probably mm -hmm. gonna have the the opposite effect that the teacher is trying yes. to to achieve agreed and we actually have a position statement on that so and funny enough someone emailed um, shape America this week um, about their student uh, their child being taken away from re being pulled out of recess and physical education class because of behavior issues and we don't want that to happen too um, so that position statement is called using physical activity as punishment and or behavior management. So the same thing, using physical activity in a negative way um, and withholding it. So those are just mm -hmm. short-term strategies anyway. If you really want something that's going to be more effective in terms of behavior management, you'd probably want to think of something else than just a quick fix of pulling them out of recess or having them do some kind of physical activity for punishment. So I, mm -hmm. I think that was good to bring that up for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the other thing that I was going to say is whoever you're advocating to, to really understand what is, what is important to them. 
So for example, if you're talking to the principal or superintendent, they're, they're really interested in academic performance. They're accountable to academic performance. And so you wanna speak to why recess will help with academic performance. If you're talking to a classroom teacher, I think behavior is a, an important piece and we wanna talk about behavior pieces. Um, if you're talking to, you know, school board person, um, you want to understand um, what their what their ask, what their um, what their interest is, and a lot of it has to do with the whole child. And so, you know, just figuring out those those pieces, and then being able to talk to them in their language. So that would be all. Mm-hmm. Great points, such great points, and um, all some which mm-hmm. you know I've experienced before. Uh, what Michelle was talking about, as far as kind of that that blurry line where some people understand that or get the understanding that recess is can equal PE minutes. However, that's that's not the case. So I was put in the position where I needed to explain what phys ed was, what phys ed is, what it, what it entails and embodies versus what recess is and how, and I, you know, I went through the, I went to the California model standards and I, you know, I went in there with my book and I showed him the very first couple of pages Mm -hmm. where the ed code is. And, you know, this is what we're required to do on a weekly Mm -hmm. basis. And, you know, that's Mm -hmm. sometimes that's all that, all it takes that, that, Mm -hmm. that person to go in there and demonstrate or show, hey, this is what the state is requiring of us. And, Mm -hmm. oh, wait, don't get it confused with recess, because it does explicitly say um, that PE should not be counted as recess minutes. And I mean, there we in, in the strategies document, we have um, um, guidance, national guidance on different aspects of what, you know, what should and shouldn't happen during recess. And I know that in terms of policy, um, Shape America has a guide on recess policy so that uh, folks can know exactly what the expectation is for re- for recess, you know how 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 often um, what what um, um, what it should not be taken for. So again, going back to that, it should not be counted toward. I mean, recess should not be in place of physical education about withholding, punishing um, with a physical activity. All of those pieces, and the other big piece is getting that professional development for teachers. That's we didn't talk. I don't think we talked about that, but an important piece is really tra- what they show is if teachers and staff get trained to implement recess, that the um, students are going to be more engaged and have better outcomes. So, yeah, and I mean that goes for across the board exactly i'm like man i wish i had professional development for this this and this and it would be it it makes a difference it makes a huge difference when we're trained um to implement what's best for the kids um i think oftentimes that's that kind of gets lost in um limbo land like oh wait we should probably teach them how to do this before we can actually implement this, you know. So, such a valid point. Um, and 
so we're getting down to the nitty gritty of this. Um, do you have any last profounding words for our listeners when it comes to recess? We've we've mentioned so many great points, Michelle and Shannon. You guys, you, your ideas and everything you've mentioned so far has been amazing, and uh, I can't wait to to kind of show this to all of the educator friends that I have and parents and admin that are in my district um, to really inform them about recess. But do you have any long-lasting words for our listeners? I just want to say that I, you know, we want to think about recess, we want to think about recess as um, giving students, a re- as part of giving students a well, a real rounded education, educational experience. And so um, I hope that folks will take the time to look at the resources that were developed on recess, look at the strategies, look at the guide, hopefully develop a plan because we know if they de- if a plan's developed, hopefully um, it's one step closer to folks implementing that. And um, um, we also have resources on the CDC website for recess that we've gone over. So I hope you come check us out, check it, I hope you come check it out and um, see if you find anything that um, could help you um, with your recess um, experience. I agree. I hope that these, uh, that you check, you come to the website and you see what we, you know, Shape America and the CDC has um, developed and that it's useful to you, I think just reflect on some of the points that were made, especially when advocating. I think Shannon made a great point about really getting into the mind of the person that you're you're going to be speaking to, to kind of um, make your point. You really want to be able to connect with what's important to that person um, and use recess or physical activity um, data to to make those points and connect that. Yeah. And to add on, I mean, at Shape Nashville, when the Commissioner of Education from Minnesota was speaking at a general session, she she mentioned something that kind of resonated amongst all of us. Really, it it doesn't hurt to ask, and it and and then that doesn't go for just you know if you want a particular. Mm-hmm. equipment for your PE program that goes for anything you know we talked about professional development it doesn't hurt to ask hey can we get professional development for recess mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt to ask to your admin hey let's let's look at our recess program right now let's analyze it is it best for the kids it doesn't hurt to ask that these questions and you know especially for our mm-hmm. first year teachers or you know just our our young teachers in general like myself i will definitely include myself in that population it doesn't hurt to ask and just say hey what do you think about this can we bring this into our school i really think that this would be great for our students and great for our program great for our community and just great for our district. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely want to make sure that people aren't afraid. What's what's the worst that can happen? You're, you're going to get a no and, you know, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And you ask another person. And you just made me think of another really, I think, important point is, 
is that if you can get, if you can get the, let me just try it for this, for a short period of time. And you get somebody to give you that little window to go in and try, try it. And they can see the positive effects of that. You can get their buy-in even more. So it's, so do, you know, if they could see it, they're more likely to, um, believe it and buy into it. So, um, and I, and that actually, was the story of many folks that I recently talked about that have implemented the strategies is that they were able to get, you know, they were, the, the principals were hesitant, um, but once they start, and the teachers were hesitant, but once they started doing it and they saw the behavioral changes of the kids and the fewer disciplinary um, 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 issues that came up, they, they were sold on it. Yeah. So. And I was going to mention inviting people into your class and you know into your school to look at this and mm-hmm. i mean the first the first people that are probably most likely going to notice are the classroom teachers because it's going to affect their classroom first mm-hmm. and i was going to say yeah get with yep. one of your if you have a teacher friend that's in the classroom if you you're getting some resistance from your principal can i give you some strategies to implement even in the classroom if there's physical activity and start even with just one class, if your principal is um, being apprehensive, I think that's a great point to just try it small first and see, you know, try or try ask for a trial period. Yeah, as as with anything in your classroom, right? You, you want to dabble in, you know, this particular model. Let's well, let's experiment with it, and let's maybe do one class at a time, two classes at a time, and then if it works and you work out all the wrinkles in it, you start extending it to the rest of your classes. So, definitely. Yeah. One last thing I was gonna say is that just to so that we did, I don't know if we mentioned it, but the Every Student Succeeds Act, ESSA. That that's important part to bring because I feel that recess really can support ESSA. Um, again, every student succeeds act by giving the students a well-rounded educational experience. And so um, that's another, you know, um, reason to offer recess. And which makes me think of another point. Sorry, we keep picking backing. But when we're talking about just, it made me think about when we're talking about what's important to that school board member. If you look at what your ESSA, those plans that they're the school plan implementation plans, what did they, what were the goals? Was it, um, now I'm drawing a blank, but whatever those goals are in terms of chronic absenteeism and those sort of things, social emotional, if you can connect even with their, that plan through ESSA to say, hey, recess can help with that or physical activity or physical education can help with that. That is your end too. I think those are all the points, Stephanie. <laughs> I hope. So. I mean, we have. If if they're not all of them, we definitely. You guys definitely brought in some really great points. So, so kudos to you too. Um, so again, let me reiterate uh, as far as how we can get the toolkit or where we can find the toolkit and possibly some, Michelle, some contact information. I know we'll provide this in the resource section of our podcast, but reiterating where we can find the resources and um, who we can contact like yourself. Okay. Um, So on the Shape America website, if you go to shapeamerica.org, and then on that main toolbar, if you click resources and publications, it'll be under topic areas and you can scroll through, through and you'll see strategies for recesses recess in schools and that's where you can find um some of these downloadables 
that you can print and use and additional resources. Um, so that's where you can find that for the Shape America side of things. And then my email address is if you had further questions um, is M, like my first name, Michelle Carter at shapeamerica.org. And people are more than welcome to contact me as well. I've had a lot of a lot of ma parents, mothers, dads, um, um, advocacy folks um, contact me, and um, you can reach me at it's um, so it's Shannon Michael, and it's um, S is in Sam, O is in October, T is in Tom two at cdc.gov. And um, you can find all of the all of the stuff that we talk about in terms of recess, um, and it's again congruent to the materials and um, messaging from Shape America um, at the um, CDC Healthy Schools website. And I'll include that. I can give that to you, right, Stephanie? And you can put that in. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well. Thank you so much. I want to thank you too for being on the show. It's it's been an amazing time here and you guys have brought up so much information that can be valuable to our listeners and um we want to thank Shape America for allowing us to make this podcast possible each and every month. We are putting out podcasts um more like professional development right to your ears as we'd like as we always like to say but really we hope that as you're ending the school year and starting to think I don't know if everyone's like me but I start to think already for next year as I'm ending I'm just like okay what do I want to do for some mental notes on what I want to do for next year and you know if recess is on your list some great points have been brought up so that you can, you know, make baby strides towards your goal and what you want recess to look like in your program. So we we really do hope that this has helped you um, take a step in the right direction for next school year and even maybe taking that baby step for the end of this school year, you know, maybe you found something valuable that you want to quickly add in before the school year ends. So really, we, uh, we, we hope that you got something out of it. So we want to thank every, everyone and our listeners for tuning in to another episode of the Shape America podcast. We'll be in touch soon um, for the month of May and so on and so forth. We'll be here. Thank you, everyone. This is Stephanie Sandino, the Shape America podcast co-host. Over and out.